This is Kilakosh, and welcome to the Bad Bitch Bible. Pour yourself a drink and tap in. I'm Kilakosh, back at it again with more Kilakohan. And holy shit, bitches, we are 10 episodes in now. So I'm kind of hoping I've already raised you into a level 1 bad bitch, at least, huh? I mean, if it was up to me, I'm expecting you to be a level 3, but it's okay. Level 1 bad bitch, I'll take it. So if you've previously had some homophobia, racism, misogyny, or bigotry in your system, you've probably already unlearned them by now. But if you haven't, either listen to the first few episodes, rethink your life, check yourself before you wreck yourself, and take some notes. But if you don't listen to the first few episodes and you choose to proceed here with homophobia and sexism running through your veins... Get the fuck out. Okay, so as you bitches know, I've been working in PR and marketing for years. I got my first PR and marketing job at 15 years old. And I'm pretty sure it's my corporate calling, but I'm too much of a bad bitch to sit at a desk all day and do that shit. Which is why I have the whole content creation, hosting, podcast situation going on. But in my years of PR and marketing, even if I'm only 23, I feel like I've had a lot of experience and stories in the industry. I've handled events, PR seedings, campaigns, shoots, whatever is even remotely related to influencer marketing and the advertising industry, I've probably done something there. But don't get me wrong, I'm not amazing at any of these jobs, okay? I'm not flexing. I am your classic jack-of-all-trades but master of none, aka mabilisang mabord. I switch jobs so motherfucking fast that when I'm bored with something or I've maxed out growth potential here, I move on and I want to learn something new. I don't know. It's a bad thing and a good thing. I literally switch jobs faster than any man has ghosted you. It is insane. But I also want to preface this by saying that I'm not the perfect influencer. And I never will be. I've messed up a thousand times and you bitches have clocked me every single fucking time. And I probably will mess up a thousand more, but I'm so ready to grow from it. Nasa point na talaga ako sa buhay ko na walang pake. Ito ako eh. And I only ever come in with good intentions to educate and to entertain. The reason I did this podcast today was not just because you bitches demanded this from me but also because i want to talk about what the influencer industry is like what pr advertising agencies clients look for or don't look for in a influencer and if you're an influencer listening to this it might help you give you a tip or two because i asked you guys to write in some of the reasons that you unfollow an influencer or decide not to even follow them in the first place so while i think that this is a touchy topic and can easily be misconstrued into a cancel culture type of thing this episode is to educate and to entertain and sometimes like even for me as an influencer i want to know what people think of me as in gusto ko talaga malaman because my miralco is paid every month without you bitches and without your input i would be nowhere i mean i would probably be sitting at a desk all day in my corporate job which is fine i'm okay with it but i wouldn't be happy but the reason that i'm so happy with where i'm at in my life right now is because of the insane support that you guys have given me so today we're gonna talk about the shit that makes your back tingle and spasm not in a good way in the major cringy way and if you're an influencer listening or you want to be an influencer and you're listening know that this is for shits and giggles and education I'm not perfect, neither are you, but we can have a laugh or two about it. Also, just like the Red Flags Toxic Men Edition, I named these influencers after famous baby girl names. I searched up 1,000 common baby girl names 2020 and I just chose from there. So I'm not 
talking about anyone specific. I'm not zeroing in on any specific influencer. I'm not shitting on anyone specifically. But if you yourself remember someone, that's not on me, bitch. So first, we have Jessica. Jessica could not give two shits about products she endorses. Every week, may bago siyang skincare product. Tapos holy grail daw. Boodle find daw. Nahanap lang daw niya. Kakagamit niya lang. Sobrang ganda daw ng skin niya. But in truth, she took that selfie even before she received those products. So she clearly doesn't even care about the products she promotes. And you never hear Jessica talk about those products again after that one post. Parang you see this one IG post and a couple IG stories, maybe two or three max. And never again. Shush. Quiet. Pota lang. Tapos on top of that, they never posted anything similar before that or vaguely related to that. Take a shot if her caption in her IG feed parang kinopy-paste lang niya. You know, parang binigyan siya ng content brief. Kinopy-paste niya lang. Di man lang siya nag-add ng emojis or anything to make her look more human. As in, mukha siyang walking advertisement. Okay, but the cherry on top of all of this is when yung product na pinos niya, hindi pa bawas. Worse, if hindi pa bukas. You know, you know that she hasn't even touched this shit. She probably received that in the PR package this morning, took a photo this afternoon, and posted it this same night. That's exactly why me as a PR and marketing influencer consultant, manager, whatever, I always make sure to send the products to an influencer up to one month before they post or they're scheduled to post so that they have time to try it out and let me know. If hindi talaga gagana, then fine. We can just cut you from the project. It's fine. No harsh feelings. I'm super cool with it. I'd rather that the influencer is honest and transparent with me rather than... She just receives it two days before her Instagram post and says, it's amazing. Fuck that. No, I think we really have a responsibility as people with large platforms not to fool people. I always think to myself, these people that follow us are using their hard-earned money from jobs they probably don't even like to spend on things that you said was a holy grail, but bitch, you didn't even open? Girl... Girl, no, no. I love saying no now. It's like no, but in a weird accent. No. Even worse, when it's a false ad, like they're promoting a weight loss drink. Ugh. For example, for me, I'm tied up with GMAX Keto. It's a green colored drink with green tea, calamansi, L-carnitine, and stevia. It's low calorie, but it's not a weight loss drink. It's a substitute for when you're craving for a sugary juice and you want to get your sugar fix, but you can't really, or you're trying to avoid it, you're dieting. So I drink that. And I've made it super clear in my IG stories and even my feed posts that there is no magic weight loss drink or pill. So I get so fucking surprised when people post drinks like that or even with like a gluta lipo drink and say they lost weight with this drink. When in truth, it's not the drink that made you lose weight. It's your discipline. Because you've been cutting, let's say, chocolate cake and replacing it with a healthier alternative like the G-Max Keto drink, which is less than sugar. It's not the drink that made you lose weight. It's your discipline. It's your hard work. I just get so annoyed when it's people who have always been skinny. Like, I I wasn't always skinny. Like, if you guys have been following me a while, you'd know how much weight I've lost over the past few years. I get so annoyed when it's people 
that have always been skinny with a fast metabolism and amazing genes, bless their parents, that say they lost weight because of this drink. Like, girl, there is no magic weight loss pill. There's no magic weight loss drink. And even with G-Max Keto, that brand has thanked me so much for all of my informational IG stories because they said that a lot of people mismarket it as a weight loss drink or a lot of consumers try to get a refund because hindi daw sila pumapayat. Napapakain pa rin daw sila ng cookies, ng cake. Do you see how false advertising fucks with everyone? And it also fucks with people's body image. So, I don't fuck with that shit. I think we really have a responsibility to be transparent about the products we use and actually promote. What's even worse to me are widening products. That leaves a foul taste in my mouth. And I know it does with you guys too. Because other people have insecurities. They want to be fairer or lighter skin. But I also think that it's 2021. And in this day and age, colorism shouldn't matter. Parang tangin na coloring book yarn. I cannot deal. I was born on the lighter side. And a lot of people were always telling me, not to go under the sun, don't play outside, mag sunblock, mag long sleeves, hala, itim ka, kung ano-ano. And I just always wanted to be a kid and play outside and I didn't give a shit. And I'm forever grateful that my mom also did not give two shits. She's a bad bitch. And she was just like, if she wants to play, she's gonna play. Even up till now, I love my morena skin. I love glowing. I love color. I love looking like a yummy, decadent, caramel mocha melt. Like, ah. Oh. I just look delicious. I love my colors. So anyway, moving on. Of course, we've got Emily. Emily is your classic fake bitch. And I'm not talking physically fake because we love Nikita Dragon. We love lip fillers, Botox. I'm plumped up. We love the fake titties. I want a BBL, a Brazilian butt lift. Like, we love that. But fake personality, bitch? Mm. Yung parang pag nagsasalita siya on IG stories. Di mo alam if real talaga yung accent niya. Parang pilit na di mo alam saan galing na ewan. It's like a weird, almost trying hard American accent. Like you could make a game out of her accent. Where everyone goes around the circle, listens to her accent, and guesses saan galing yun. Bitch, gawa-gawa niya lang. And it's just weird because it ties in with her cringy, over-edited photos. And I know that a lot of people Photoshop. It's fine. Photoshopping is a skill. Face tuning is a skill. I think if you've got a little situation that you're not so comfortable about, a little face tune doesn't hurt anybody. But when it's over-edited, na yung parang nakasuck in ka, diba? Nakapose ka. Pak! Bonga! Pero bakit? Sa mirror pic na yon, yung pintuan sa likod yung nag-adjust. Yung pintuan mismo yung nag-curve. Parang there's something off about that. And what's even worse is when people see girls like Emily, IRL, and they're like, ay, parang mas maganda siya online. Nye. They see this girl and they're like, huh, siya ba yun? Parang hindi. Parang hindi niya kumuka. These girls over-edit themselves to the point that they're unrecognizable in real life. And it's so awkward and weird because everybody knows. Everybody knows that Emily's faking. But she's just lying to herself and promoting really unhealthy beauty standards because like, yes, we can always try to look good for the gram. That's fine. We can edit even just a little bit, not over editing. I'm not saying over edit. But if you're unhappy with your body, work out, eat healthy, eat clean, become stronger, train yourself. Don't over edit and give people unrealistic expectations and standards of beauty that 
aren't even close to what you look like. So these young girls are looking at you online from far-flung places, probably never even gonna see you in person. And they're saying, damn, grabe ang sexy niyang, payat niya, ganto, ganyan. But it turns out it's not true. You're a fraud. Like, you're manipulating these young girls to think that you're this certain way and to some extent you're an imposter very sus like bitch even in among us everyone finds out who the imposter is you can't hide you can't pretend and i think in this day and age again 2021 nga naman, aside from the responsibility i think that looks don't necessarily matter so much because even in the philippines with such a Euro-Asian standard of beauty like Liza Sobrano. I love her, by the way. She's the sweetest person. Put her side by side next to Mimiya, who I just adore as well. I love her too. Mimiya isn't the standard of beauty here. Liza is. But Mimiya, she did phenomenally well. You know, nakabili siya ng bahay, ng kotse. Ang endorsements. She is doing so well in life just by being herself and being authentic and true to herself. She never lied about where she lived or her orokan nga, it became iconic, legendary. So parang, ako, there's no reason to be a fake bitch anymore. All the more annoying when people like Emily, they post fake clothes and bags. These bitches cannot even spell Jacquemus. And I don't even know if I see it right, but at least I'm a real bitch. Parang sa totoo lang, sugi ka talaga ng GH. Or those Shopee links with like fake Dior or Prada bucket hats. Tangina, sana pinost mo na lang yung swipe up link nun and just be real, be authentic. Rather than faking that you're some rich bitch that you're not. Because even I'm not a rich bitch and I'm never gonna claim to be or pretend to be. I think I have fun every now and then, but I would never actively try to scam the internet into thinking I live a life that I really don't. Some of the people like Emily even go so far to pretend they have this perfect life and their feed is so well curated. Everything is aesthetic. Which, by the way, sidebar, I have come to hate the word aesthetic. Not the aesthetic, but the word. Because I hear it so much. And you know when you hear a word so much, parang hindi na siya word. Parang lagi mo siyang naririnig. So parang nagiging weird yung spelling. Like when you see the letters together. Like for example, Vaseline. Just because that's a lotion in front of me. When I say Vaseline, 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 Vaseline. Parang It just doesn't feel like a word anymore. And it just, even just reading the letters when you write it so many times. Parang it, does, it feels weird. I don't know kung ako lang yun. Do you guys feel the same way? Like when you hear a word so many times. But anyway. When a feed is overly curated and way too aesthetic and the life is just way too perfect, it feels fabricated. Sometimes it's entertaining and inspirational because, wow, things look so pretty. But at the same time, you're like, what is going on inside your head? What is happening in the world? What is she feeling today? Like, you want to relate to this person. But this person lives a way too curated and aesthetic lifestyle that she's no longer relatable. These things happen every now and then. Sometimes I try to be aesthetic, but I, I always fail because I always suck at planning my Instagram feeds. And nakita niyo, some of you bitches literally tell me you're not going to engage in my Instagram posts until five minutes later because sometimes I delete them after one or two minutes because I think they don't match the feed. So I'm the worst person when it comes to aesthetic. And I think that planning a well-curated Instagram feed takes so much skill and talent visually, creatively. That's a fucking job on its own. But when... It becomes so out of touch and it just feels so fabricated and fake. Followers tap out. It's not the vibe. And so many of you guys have said this on Instagram. Like, okay, 
this is even worse for me. When people are fake deep, parang lagi silang nagpo-post ng nakabikini, tapos may book, tapos isa lang yung book na paulit-ulit, parang 10 times yung book lang na yon. And alam mong hindi naman talaga siya nagbabasa, or you actually know her in person, hindi talaga siya nagbabasa. Like, it's not her personality trait, which is fine. I don't shit on people that don't read or wear bikinis, but what's weird is to be fake and pretend you do. This bitch literally quotes philosophers like Machiavelli and Descartes. Fucking John Locke. Pero di naman pumapasok sa philo class. Like, bitch, just quote Drake. He dropped a new album, Certified Lover Boy. Like, all basic bitches, including myself. Unite. Let's praise the Lord, because do you know what that means when Drake drops an album? It means we have thousands of captions to choose from. It's fine. Again, I'm not shitting on people that read, don't read, whatever. What's weird is when you're fake. Just be fucking real. And I swear it's gonna get you so far in life. Let's say like Angel Day even. She's one of the sweetest people. And I talked to her a few weeks ago for our episode. And she said, I mean, natin, di ako mayaman. But she worked hard. She was real. She got a nose job. She was honest about it. She posted it. We love that. I love to see people that succeed like that. May bahay na siya ngayon. May bagong car. And she's got like a fucking zoo in her house of cats and dogs. Who the fuck knows how many cats and dogs she has there. But she's living and she's thriving. So parang, I don't know. I just feel like there is no excuse to be so fucking fake when really successful people aren't. We also have Patricia. Patricia's Instagram feed is full of iPhone giveaways. She also has a bunch of sponsored posts, but the majority, iPhone giveaways. Yung parang yung first pick, bikini pick, tapos pag swipe mo, iPhone giveaway. Tangina scam. I get it. We all have bills to pay. Bitches have to hustle. I know those iPhone giveaways literally pay so much money. They've offered me so much money. I could buy a new bag right now. But it's just so weird because I know that a lot of those iPhone giveaways, and you guys know this too, you guys have joined so many, or the mechanics are super weird and super long. Tangina, fafala mo ata yung bong barangay. Okay, honestly, may nananalo ba sa mga iPhone giveaways na yan? Because so many people have told me in my DMs, they've messaged me that they won a giveaway but never received anything. So I want to know if you actually won, please slide in my DMs. I need answers and I need proof. So if you won, Send a photo of the iPhone and send a photo of maybe like the screenshot from the store or whatever account that said you won. Please. It is just wacky and tacky. Again, this comes from you guys huh? in your IG responses. I don't necessarily think that the iPhone giveaways themselves are tacky. I think what makes it tacky is parang it looks hungry to gain followers. Because yung nangyayari, ba, sa iPhone giveaways, ayun nga, you follow like 10 accounts, 20 accounts, or even 100 accounts. And so everyone, all the influencers that join this iPhone giveaway, tataas lahat ng followers nila. But, bababa naman yung engagement. So it's like, yeah, you have the numbers, but do bitches really care about your content? Like, they just followed you for an iPhone. Do they care about what you eat in a day? No, bitch. They just want a fucking iPhone. So when you post your life and share bits and pieces about yourself, none of the followers you gain from the iPhone giveaway are engaging. Bababa yung engagement mo, and even advertising agencies, PR agencies are gonna notice na shit. She has 300,000 followers and not even a 1,000 people like her posts. Like, what's the point of that? Shutayan. Patricia ends up having super low engagement. And even if there is a hide likes option, PR agencies can check. Advertising agencies can check. We have systems to do that. So I can find out. So it's so easy for me to run a background check on how much 
engagement, how much pull, how much clout you really have, how many of those 300,000 followers actually engage with your posts. I know then that the Instagram algorithm sucks. It sucks ass. I wish it was like before in a chronological order, pero ayun nga, it sucks, right? So, yung nangyayari is, I don't see a lot of the posts that my favorite content creators upload. But in general, if I super like them, I'll look them up and engage. So it bumps up in my feed. So I don't think that the algorithm is a big enough excuse because if your followers genuinely like you and genuinely care about you, they will engage. A lot of people always ask me, okay, what's a good engagement rate? I would say, let's say you have 100,000 followers. On a post that you're in, I would expect it gets at least 4,000, 5,000 likes, at least 4 to 5%. In a post that you're not in, I would say 1 to 2,000, at least 1 to 2%. I would say that's the bare minimum. But again, this varies because I know people that have a million followers because they were an artista at some point in their lives and then they chose a private life. So, mababa na talaga yung engagement nila. They're not as loud on social media anymore they're not active so there are a lot of factors and a lot of things to weigh here and it's not good to assume oh i do want to add one more thing a lot of people are asking me how i feel personally about the hide the likes option for me i use it sometimes because a post let's say in this post i only got six thousand, and then in another i got thirteen thousand likes it fucks with me mentally and i can keep saying it doesn't but it does and i'm sure it fucks with you guys too even if it's just a couple hundred social media fucks with us so Whenever I see a post that didn't do so well as another, I hide the likes, not because I'm insecure about the likes, not because I'm trying to hide it from agencies or from anyone, but it's for my mental peace and it's for my sanity because what I'm trying to do is not see the numbers. I don't want to compare my current post to a previous post that did well because sometimes it becomes a rabbit hole. I tend to spiral and I'm like, maybe I looked better in that post. This one, I didn't look as good. So maybe they didn't like it. Maybe my makeup was off. Parang ang dami ko nang inaassume. Assume girl like what the fuck i'm trying to solve a case that wasn't even a case to begin with some dumb shit is going on and i just don't want to go down that toxic negative rabbit hole so when it's kind of a lower number i'm gonna hide the likes and it's not for anyone else other than myself so when people do that i don't give a fuck hide your likes next we have sarah sarah does not use her platform wisely while she doesn't have so many sponsored posts from random-ass brands, she is apolitical. She's possibly even DDS. Maybe she's even Nuterte. She's the kind of girl na she's always saying she's unbothered, kunyari unbothered, but really, she's just apolitical. She doesn't give a fuck about what's going on in the world. She knows what's going on because it's impossible. If you're on social media, it's impossible to not know what's going on in the world. But she's serving dumb bitch energy. She's choosing not to educate herself, pinipili talaga niya maging tanga, as in maging boba lang. Honestly, sayang yung ganda sis, kung walang laman yung uta. She actively chooses not to engage in these conversations and kind of play it safe, kumbaga. And I know that this was the norm with artistas before. Public figures used to be very well media trained. You're not allowed to talk about touchy subjects. You're not allowed to curse. You're not allowed to say anything that is remotely sensitive. But now in 2021, we have so many people with large platforms using their platform wisely like janine gutierrez she always talks about politics registering to vote by the way bitches register the fucking vote i think it ends on september 30 i registered last year register or you're not a bad bitch what the fuck 
I saw Coco Martin talk a bunch of shit because he pays so much taxes, but he was pissed last year. I can go on and on, and I know so many people that give a fuck, you know? Just give a fuck about their platform. And I think that these people really deserve the platforms that they have. But there's also this. If you're an influencer, if you're like Sarah, that you're not actually DDS and you're not apolitical, you're just not vocal because you don't know how to talk about it, try to educate yourself and talk to friends about it first. Try to get comfortable talking about it because if you don't know all the details or you're not too firm about your stand or you haven't done your research, when you talk about it on social media and you make one tiny mistake, nakakagago talaga. Ang daming magdadrag, magkakancel sa'yo even if you had good intentions and you were trying to use your platform. I get that. I've been there before and sometimes I really came in with good intentions. I was trying to share something enlightening. Pero tangina, ako pa yung nadrag kasi nagkamali pala ako doon. I messed up one of the facts. I can't even remember what it was anymore. I know it's scary and I know that shit is traumatizing even kasi I feel like I have PTSD from that but it matters. It matters to try but get comfortable first. I am not shitting on you if you're just, you know, you don't know how to go about these things. You're not very vocal. It's fine. You know, you can warm up to it. You can learn a thing or two and eventually you'll get there. And eventually you won't give a fuck. Next, we have Isabella. Isabella's feed used to be fun. There was a time in Isabella's life. It was engaging, funny, entertaining. You love to follow her for her honest beauty reviews, for her for her slice of life moments. Ang interesting yung tao. But then, dun dun dun, Isabella changed. I mean, don't we all? But Isabella suddenly strayed away from her authentic self and her authentic content and just became, yet again, another walking ad. Mukha na siyang sponsored, as in, hindi na siya mukhang tao. She's not engaging, puro products and commercialism. And while these are things that she may care about, you love her, you know, you love her as a person. The content becomes so umay. It becomes boring and parang she just changed as a person and you can't really connect with her anymore. And she's not relatable. She's not someone that you see yourself hanging out with. She was once someone that you thought would be like, your internet bestie and now she's just like a random department store ad it's so sad because now parang pera lang ang habol or it's overly curated you can't even relate or feel them as people anymore you feel this lack of person you feel this lack of human sometimes her posts if not overly sponsored are just too perfect. They're too curated. You kind of want to know, hey, bitch, what the fuck is up? What's been up lately? She doesn't really talk so much on her IG stories too, or when she does, it's just about products, things she likes, but you don't know what's going on inside her head. You don't really know her thoughts, how she's been feeling lately. And I think that people follow you because they want to be friends with you. They follow you because they're intrigued. And if you don't give them things to connect with or relate to, the intrigue goes away. Literally, your followers are seeing your IG stories and being like, eh, skip, eh, enough of that. This is not entirely wrong or cringy, and it's something that you can grow from. Sometimes I have faces like this that I don't want to share. You know, a lot of influencers, they don't want to share at some point because they've been dragged one too many times, ten too many times, or they just feel like it's overwhelming. Social media is toxic. That happens. I feel that. I feel that 1,000%. Pero, if you're an influencer, be mindful how long 
you do this, how long you don't share, and how much you share too. Or try to open up because, again, for me, I see all of my followers as besties. Even the ones that follow me because they hate me, they're besties because they're following me along my life. They give me input. And they're just ride or die bitches, you know? I would be nowhere. If not for you, bitches. So, syempre, I give a fuck. On the opposite side, man, we have Chloe. Chloe, the clickbait queen. We love Chloe. She's entertaining. She's kalog. I feel like I'd love to hang out with Chloe. Pero, may side siya na parang hindi mo sure if real talaga yung mga pranks niya. Parang scripted. As in, may, may feeling ka talagang scripted, but you don't know. Like, we'll really never know and there are no real clues, but you have a feeling. Or if not the prank, she's the kind of person that clickbaits you way too much. You know that she's just in it for the views. She wants that YouTube AdSense money, bitch. Like, she just wants the cash monies. Pera lang talaga yung habol. She does not give a fuck if she's scamming you guys, fooling you guys. As long as you're watching, Chloe's happy. But what's crazy about this is sometimes, ito pa yung gusto ng clients. Like, dun talaga na loga because they know that Chloe can rake in the views. Me, as a creative and someone that works in marketing, I always try to say it's not worth it. You know, it's not worth investing in a content creator that does all these scammy things and cringy things to get views. You want someone at the end of the day that cares about the products. And more often than not, the clients believe me. Chloe could also be the kind of person na kung ano-ano na lang ginagawa ang content. Not always clickbait, pero pinag-isipan ba niya yung content na yun? Parang kailangan talagang i-upload. Like, it's it's a kind that start pa lang ng pandemic, she's constantly breaching COVID protocols. She's constantly traveling and going out during the pandemic with a bunch of friends and blatantly posting it. That's not wrong to go out. Obviously, if it's like GCQ and it's fine, right? But when it's constant, parang araw-araw na lang lumalabas siya and she's posting it and blasting it everywhere. It kind of feels insensitive and out of touch. It feels like they're living in a different world and it feels unrelatable. I think it's the lack of relatability and the authenticity yung nawawala talaga. Because Chloe, she's getting a swab test just to go to the mall with her friends. While people out there literally can't even afford a swab test. And I know nobody can control what Chloe does or what she wants to do with her money. But again, she doesn't necessarily have to post it. Because again, responsibility, authenticity, relatability. Even myself, I need to remind myself every time I post something, is it responsible? Is it authentic? Is it myself? Is it true? Is it relatable? Are you bitches gonna laugh with me, not at me? Because these are the responsibilities that come with such a large platform. So I guess even second, I need to remind myself. I need to check myself before I wreck myself, bitch. Last, of course, we have people that have influencer in their bio. Auto unfollow. Or don't even think about following because I think it's cringy to say that you're an influencer. Parang compliment mo sarili mo. I don't like calling myself an influencer. I think it's a marketing term. And ginawa lang talaga siya for marketing reasons. Like, I would never call myself an influencer. It's fucking weird. Who am I influencing? It's like sucking your own dick. You're not supposed to suck your own dick, diba? Someone's supposed to do that for you. So, may weird vibes talaga. Kasi nagka-cringe talaga ako. Like, yung buong katawan ko nagsaspasm. Because I... It does not sit well with me. And even when people introduce me as an influencer, like, what do I influence? Who have I influenced? 
Why am I influencing? Parang ang dami kong tanongs. And what sucks is that these are usually the people that slide in the brand's DMs, including my own, asking for collabs, reach out daw, but they don't even follow my fucking store. And I can't even count how many of these bitches slide in Go Gang's DMs and ask for lip gloss. You don't make makeup reviews. You're not a makeup content creator. You don't even follow the store or you've never even liked a single fucking post. You know, so it's kind of weird and off-putting because if you really were interested in endorsing a product or promoting a product, you would buy it because that's what I do and so many content creators do. You don't message an account and ask for shit. Like you guys know how much I spend on local brands. I've purchased from so many local brands. I buy first and then I share it if I like it. Only if I like it. And usually the brands reach out to me like, oh my god, thank you so much. And then they try to send me a PR bag, you know. It just goes to show how much they appreciate this. So please stop making online limos to small brands that are struggling through this panini, this pandemic. It's just not cool with me because it's also usually the people then that bought their followers. And it's obvious because they have 100,000 followers, kunyari lang, but they only get 50 likes. Or if may hide likes option, the other way to tell is I see their comments and they've got like 12 comments from random Middle Eastern men. And they're all generic comments like hard eye emojis, nice photo, whatever, like just the random as shit. I'm not shitting on Middle Eastern people, clearly not. I'm just saying, how did this girl, who's never even been to the Middle East, it seems, get these 12 random men to follow her and engage with her iPhone giveaway? I'm I'm lost and I have so many questions. So when these influencers, as they like to call themselves that, reach out and ask for shit, I'm like, baby, who are you influencing? Out of your 100,000 followers, where are they? Who is actually going to give a fuck when you post something? I'm genuinely confused and I want to know. But also, I want to share something. So sometimes I message brands and I say like, hey, how much is this? Genuinely, uh, I'm inquiring. I'm not sure if I want to buy. These stores are kind of annoying because they don't have the prices on their site or on their Instagram. So I have to message. And then they say the price and I'm like, fuck, do you afford? So I don't buy. And then meantime brands nagkakalat ng kung ano-anong drama chismis that feeling ko nagfi-fish lang yan for a PR package like bitch no I just couldn't afford it and I chose not to buy I don't need another PR package I have a room in my house that's just dedicated to PR packages right now because of how much shit I've got in there so now what I do is when I want to inquire I use a dump account it's my shopping account so then if I like the product, I post it on my public account and then nagugulat na lang ng store na, ah, siya pala yun. You know, so that it's not weird and people don't make up chismas. I hate fucking chismas like that. So annoying. So that's about it for our Red Flags Influencer Edition or our How to Not Be an Influencer Edition. And I hope you bitches had so much fun listening.